0: Guess what happened five minutes ago? Go on, breaking news. This happened. This happened five minutes ago. Well, this is this was a prelude to what was going to happen before five minutes ago. That happened five minutes ago. Stick it up there, Scotty. Um,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Blimey.
0: You're getting an annoying beep on your phone. It's the test of the emergency alerts, a new UK government service that will warn you if there's a life-threatening emergency nearby. In a real emergency, follow the instructions in the alert to keep yourself and others safe. Hands, face and space. Protect the elderly. Two weeks to flatten the curve. This is a test. You do not need to take any action, but just wait. We're going to be sending real ones soon. Uh, yep, just rolled this out. Twenty million it cost, actually. Apparently, uh, they spent twenty million of Her Majesty's or His Majesty's pounds, Great British pounds, sterling, on um, getting some dude to set up a like. And it's actually you don't actually sign up for it if you have a phone. Yeah, it just sends. Everybody it. gets it. If you have a cell phone in the UK, everybody gets it. I think you can maybe somehow turn it off if you go go into your phone. Somehow you can... Anyway, you can turn it off, I think. But most people probably won't. So a lot of people are going to be getting it. So it's uh, an emergency. uh, In the event of... An emergency. In the event of a life-threatening emergency nearby. Now, we have a few candidates for that, don't we, Neil? You have a few candidates for that.
1: Uh... Absolutely. Uh, well, first and foremost... Well, who, who,
0: who do we look to when there's a life-threatening emergency? Who has been causing emergencies, at least, for the whole of the Western world for the past, oh, eight or ten years? Yes, that's right, Mr. Putin himself. He is the life-threatening emergency that is and predicted anytime soon to endanger your life.
1: I, I can't believe, actually, that... They just went with that headline with no kind of qualifiers in it whatsoever. Check it out. Telegraph yesterday. Today, actually. Headline, Vladimir Putin is preparing to to attack the the UK.
0: So this is going to be the source. uh, If and when. Yeah, go ahead. The deployment of spy spy ships. It's chilling. Is that a life-threatening emergency, though?
1: I think that merits an alert. Yeah. The
0: Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Spice Ships is chilling. Britain is far from ready to counter whatever he, has pl- whatever he has planned. He's planning something. I don't know what it is, but he's putting ships in the sea, uh, which is highly unusual for Russians to put ships in the sea close to the UK.
1: Well, the headline's mad. So let's go down and see what on earth, if anything, they have of substance here. So this is a real photo of the ship, and apparently there's a guy on it. You see, he's small to us here, but that guy is in, like, uh, above on the top deck. That's regular... Sailors, I guess, regular clothing. But the, apparently the guy on the main deck below is wearing military fatigue and has a balaclava on. And a gun. And he's armed. Um Look at this, look at this, a bit breathless opening paragraph. For a long time it was only speculation. Now we know for certain Russian spy ships are mapping wind farms and key cables off the British coast. There can only be one reason (laughs) for this, to learn how to sabotage UK and European critical infrastructure in the event of a full-scale war with the West.
0: Yeah, learn how to sabotage critical infrastructure. Now, that reminds me of something. was a while ago, some kind of critical infrastructure... In the sea, under the sea, on the seabed, sabotage. Who did that? The Ukrainians in a yacht, that's right. Nordstream ah, Nord the one Greek and two. Yacht, the Andromeda. Yeah. In the Nord Stream one and two. Um that was the Ukrainians in a yacht. It wasn't according to that, that blowhard Zyhersh, Pulitzer Prize winning my ass, whatever, making up stuff, saying the CIA pff, CIA blow things up, Fake get English. out of here. Say don't blow things up. Fake news. When did the CIA ever blow something up? Never. Right. Thank you, Neil. So, um, yes, so, obviously,
1: finally, there's a qualifier in the second paragraph. That does not mean the conflict will happen. Okay. Preparation makes it less likely, hence the emergency alerts. But we have an emergency alert. If we send out an emergency (coughs) alert, you'll be prepared, you see. Yeah.
0: So, just to be specific, the emergency alert in this situation would be if the Russians blew up or somehow or other sabotaged energy cables or key cables off the British coast uh, coming from wind farms because the Brits love are all about the wind farms nowadays which don't work for electricity because uh, the wind doesn't blow strong enough but anyway when they sabotage those uh, that'll be a life-threatening situation for the, for the for the English people right for the British people
1: uh, what to, was it? to be clear that's not just a telegraph having having one as they say here's uh, another one from the Guardian um, oh, the old hackers! yep. S- the day before Wednesday nineteenth. Headline: Russian hackers want to disrupt or destroy UK infrastructure. And that's the posh city twat we saw in that infomercial. Yeah. About w- the, what's
0: a, what's what's the thing about infrastructure here? What why are they push? Why are they getting worked up with infrastructure? Is there something? Are they planning something or something? They suspect something. I mean, they have this emergency app for life threatening situation. That you know, could be, you know. We Theoretically do. associated with uh, failing infrastructure or whatever, you know, you could spin it any way you want, I suppose, that when, there's, when the power gets shut down or partially shut down to the UK, then that's a life-threatening situation, right? And it would be the Russians who did it, right?
1: Right. Well,
0: either hackers or spy boats, cutting cables, whatever?
1: Yeah, well, it can be anything. It, and, it can and be anything and everything, Russian. and then we'll find something Russian. So, to 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 cite or support their conspiracy theory, because that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, in the opening paragraphs, scroll down a bit. They they refer back to past incidents. I think you can just click. I'll do it later. Um, what's the one they refer to? Yeah, U.S. intelligence that leaked earlier this month warned that Russian hackers had claimed to have taken control over-control systems belonging to a Canadian gas pipeline at the end of February, presumably this year, February, with the aim of causing an explosion. Utter um, claptrap because no one has found any reports of any incident at any Canadian... <laughs> there was no story, but a U.S. intelligence report mm. that that may... Uh, happened at some point in the past, is the citation for why we must be on the lookout now for – said it, that obviously dis- it's spurious. Now, he said
0: disclosing the threat is not something we do lightly. And he's going to describe – adver- he describes the adversaries as ideologically motivated rather than financially motivated, adding that they're less likely to show the same level of restraint as those directly employed by a nation-state. Making the situation particularly concerning. So, so is it Russia or not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so these are ideologically driven. They don't care about money. They just want to destroy the West. Kind of like those jihadis, right? The Russian hackers are the new jihadis, right? They want to destroy our way of life. Right. They hate freedom and democracy.
1: They're not in it for the money.
0: No, they hit. They hit the freedom. Yeah. Just like the jihadis. Is, is anybody seeing a commonality here between the and the general theme? Anyway, um, <clears throat> but freedom isn't free, Neil. You know cost folk like, folks like you and me uh, you just got to believe and that's the cost the cost is to, susp- to suspend your critical thinking abilities and just believe because freedom isn't free and it needs you to just believe specifically just believe what your government tells you about things even if it sounds like a line of bullshit and it's the same narrative they spun before just remember freedom
1: isn't free. So the British media has been having one this last week. The- it's obviously it's spurious on the face of it, but do you think there's a grain of reality? How does rea- what's, What is their calculation mm. well, for well, yeah. spinning spurious? Well, it would be, you know, <laughs> just given as
0: good as they get, right? I mean, uh, the CIA can blow up Nord Stream 1 and 2 uh, the pipelines uh, in the event of an escalation of, uh, you know, major or more major escalation of hostilities between Western countries, i.e. primarily America and and the Brits... um, They would expect, uh, anticipate likewise in return. Yeah, and the Russians probably... There's no track record of Russia doing such. No, but they would have that on their... probably have that on their uh, list of possible uh, to-dos in the event that things get a bit more serious. But, you know, it
1: wouldn't be something they would
0: undertake lightly, as that guy just said.
1: Um, Yeah. About these uh, emergency alert systems, I've seen... British commentators go, bloody hell, this is dystopian. Um, how do I turn my phone? I don't want to hear it. Apparently you can, I think, well, you tell us in the comments if you're in Britain. Did If your phone was off, did it still ping? Apparently you can do that. Um, it doesn't require it being on. Anyway, it's been rolled out in other places long long before now. Um, this is more of a serious aside. Um, Canada has such a thing. Um Specifically, I think it's um, province based. So, the province of Nova Scotia had it up and running and it had been used in a couple of instances. Um, it mysteriously failed in Nova Scotia when there was an active shooter on the loose for about 36 hours during the first lockdown of April 2020. Mm. And they never, there's, it's part of an ongoing investigation, actually, a public inquiry mm. as to that's one of the questions why did it not work? Mm hmm. So yeah. when you've got it, you don't bloody use it if it suits you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think Germany has it too. So Germ- Germans were sent a warning message after the massive flooding of was it the Rhine River somewhere in uh, western Germany, mm-hmm. maybe last summer or two summers ago. Like that's great, but you know <laughs> I'm here in the flood. It's it's. A, I suppose this is meant to remind you that you know we got your back. Except mm. when shit actually happens. Yeah. Then you're on your own.
0: Exactly, yeah. We'll cut you back whenever we want to kind of scare you, but, um,
1: yeah. Um, I th- mean, I've got more barmy British war reporting, although this concerns Ukraine directly. Do you want to wait for that?
0: N- uh, no, go ahead. Um, barmy
1: British bullshit. In fairness, this is technically an American author, but also in The Telegraph this week. God almighty. Where are they getting off on this? Like it, it's just like the, the worse the situation becomes in Ukraine, the more confident they appear in mm-hmm. total victory. Mm-hmm. The West against Russia. Mm-hmm. It's the headline in the Telegraph again. Ukraine can retake Crimea within months, comma, if we let it. Mm. Byline. There's no need for a diplomatic solution. Russia's war could could soon be brought to a humiliating end, not just total victory, but humiliating mm-hmm. defeat for Britain. Ben Hodges is actually a retired American general, but whatever. Anglo-American, there is one on this.
0: Yeah. Well, there's um, General Petraeus, retired, no, U.S. General Petraeus, actually. betray us Uh About four or five days ago, um, where was he? The Bush School. It's in Texas. What's the name of that? Um, Texas A&M University. He was speaking at the Bush School of Government and Public Service. And this is what he said. um,
2: Late May, early June, there is going to be a heck of an offensive from the Ukrainians. Very likely in the south, it probably has to be roughly the Militopol area. And they will try to sever the ground line of communications that Russia has established along the southeast coast of Ukraine, linking into Crimea. I believe that they are going to achieve, for the first time in this war, true combined arms effects,
0: believe in because
2: they will, for the first time, Russians have not at all done this. They have failed from day one. They have sent tanks just right down the road without infantry. The Ukrainians will have tanks with infantry, in infantry fighting vehicles, keeping the enemy's infantry and their anti-tank guided missiles off those tanks. Uh, They will have engineers and EOD to reduce obstacles and defuse explosives and mines. Uh, They will have air defense to keep the Russian air off them. Uh, They'll have electronic warfare to jam the Russians' networks. They'll have artillery and mortars to suppress uh, the enemy forces. Uh, They'll have good command and control. They'll have logistics pushed right up behind them with additional arms, ammunition, or arms, fuel, uh, water, food medical support, and they'll have reserve forces, which they did not have in the offensive in the Harkeef area last fall that was very impressive, but basically culminated, ran out of steam because human beings can only go for about 72 hours-ish before they just physically no longer have any capacity to do much on the battlefield. I believe that's what's going to happen. And the question then, and we might actually ask the DA privately later... (laughs) The question then is, can Putin over time be convinced that he will not be able to out the Ukrainians, the Europeans, and the Americans, which is what he currently thinks. He thinks that, again, Russians, just like they did to Napoleon's army and the Nazis, that they're going to prevail over time because they have more fortitude. Um, and or could this war be made unsustainable for the Russians because of the sheer extraordinary casualties? Keep in mind that in the first year of this war, the Russians lost perhaps as much as five times the soldiers.
0: Five times the soldiers of anybody who ever lost soldiers in the history of, of warfare.
1: Does he believe what he's saying? Uh, that's that's, that's the
0: 64 billion dollar question. Um, they gotta keep talking it up, you know. Yeah. Um we we talked about Tai Hirsch there the other day. I mean he's talking specifically there about the, the long prophesied uh, great awesome Ukrainian offensive that will be it's coming anytime now, and he says it's now it's kind of late April, into May or whatever. Um probably next month maybe, if if it happens at all. Um the West have been With attempting. whose army? Well, you know, put together a bunch of battalions, whatever, you know, cobbled together uh, as, many, as, much, uh, as many battalions, like 9 or 10 or something like that um, yeah. with I heard minimal, minimal amount of equipment basically just to get t- to make them, so they could put in a, a, a good enough show of it, you know. But yeah, he's talk, talking it up. I mean
1: <laughs> well, you Remember the shell shortage issue? Exactly. Apparently yeah, that's that was solved this week. Do you want to see this? Um, yeah. I'm sorry, ahead. I know I've, I've, I've interrupted you midstream, but um, <laughs> just check out the headline. This is Reuters. They fixed that issue. <laughs> this spring offensive is going to go in with these shells. Unbelievable. Reuters. Mm. South Korea to lend <laughs> to. Le- we want them back, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Five hundred thousand rounds of artillery shell to uh, <coughs> U.S. Uh, Ukraine. That's apparently how they're going to do it. If yep. someone did a calculus on that, that would be enough for two weeks. At the current rate of attrition, the the Russians fire. But that's
0: all they need. they you know. only need a couple of weeks and they'll take Crimea. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, sorry, I you. No, it's okay. So, it's interesting you bring it up, though, because um, in those leaked documents from the guy uh, that we talked about. Texera,
1: in, uh, the kid?
0: Yeah. Uh, there was talk about guy. there was mention of South Korea there, but the US putting pressure on South Korea to get behind the uh, support for right. Ukraine, you know, and clearly listening and in. comms within a couple of weeks, uh, well, we don't know when those leaked documents uh-huh. specifically <clears throat> dated back to, but it seems to have uh, uh, achieved some <clears throat> achieved some uh, success. You know, whatever pressure was being put on the South Koreans if they're going to supply five hundred thousand uh, shells to, yeah. So that's it. That's South Korean shells. Come to Ukraine. They're going to take back. They're going to and push through in the south of Ukraine across the kind of land bridge across, you know, from kind of Odessa region all the way across and uh, cut off Russian um, Russian contact. access access to Crimea. Basically, yeah. you know, that's, that's the whole thing. Um, McGregor,
1: McGregor says he was asked about this Petraeus clip by Judge Napolitano. Mm. Um, he says at most, the battalions he's, he's talking up are about between thirty and 40,000 mm. being trained in the U.S., mm. Germany, Britain, and uh, somewhere in Poland. Mm-hmm. But he's like, by this time, the the cumulative building reserves in the back of the Russian lines are like 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. 500,000 plus. It's an unknown figure at this point because they did one form of mobilization but there have been two others since then. Mm -hmm. We don't, no one knows how many the Russians have. But but they dwarf. Everyone agrees that they dwarf. So why is he so confident that we're just going to go back, smash the land bridge, take Crimea?
0: Yeah, well (laughs) I mean whether he believes it or not, like I said that's a difficult question to answer if any of these people believe what they're saying or not. If they do, it's pretty bad. If they don't, it's just as bad or worse. Um, But I mean, the whole, the history of this war as it's being written right now uh, in terms of the U.S. is the West, primarily the U.S. but the West uh, in general, their support for it and their, well, their instigation of the war and their support for it and their quote unquote support for Ukraine. You know, I think history is, you (laughs) you think you need several years to look back and see what was actually going on, but I think we can call that one now while it's still ongoing is that. This was just the Western countries using, however they managed to do it, which, you know, is multifaceted, but uh, using Ukrainian manhood, essentially, bodies, hundreds of thousands of... An entire generation. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian men, basically, to um, to throw them at their enemy. And for some reason, the Ukrainians are going, going along with it. You know? And that's all they do. So, I mean, that's, he's just talking there about throwing more Ukrainian bodies at Russian... Uh, Russian, the Russian army and the Russian, Russian artillery, Russian um, tanks, etc. So he doesn't care. I mean, this is all
1: all fair and love and war, right? So um, for what it's worth, Russian disinfo and all that, the leader of Wagner Group, the civilian leader, he's not actually directing troops, Prigozhin, uh, he's quoted by TASS this week as saying that Ukrainians are, are abandoning positions, hmm. uh, not just in what remains of Back. Bakhmut, but in Chasiv Yar, the fortification to the west of that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, you have a political class both in Ukraine and the US who are extremely corrupt and in it for themselves for their own financial, uh, primarily financial gain. And um, they are, it's a sad thing to say, but it's very tr- true across the board in any society, I think, depending on the country it varies depending on the country, but in Ukraine it seems to be very easy for the political class, backed up by the Western political elites, to to convince, strong arm, manipulate whatever Ukrainian uh men to to go and continue to fight against against really Pretty dire odds, and mm. uh, and to sacrifice sacrifice themselves for no good reason whatsoever. Uh, that's what they're doing. I mean, this is we talked, about, we talked about Say Hirsch and him talking about him exposing what everybody really knew already that the CIA effectively blew up Nord Stream one and two. Here he is talking to um, a show going underground um, about just about the money behind it. Um, this was in a, in a report as well previously in a in a, in a written reports. That 400 million, basically, the 400 million, there was $400 million sent to Ukraine, earmarked for buying uh, oil and gas, or primarily oil for the war effort, technically, and most of that just went somewhere else, basically. A lot of it went somewhere else. Just have a listen.
3: According to you, you're saying that Zelensky... um uh, was told off by Bill Burns about all his Zelensky's officials riding around in Kiev in new Mercedes Benzes and the like. The actual message, as I understood it, and uh, he was not alone on the trip. So the actual message that is, there are other people from the community with him, intelligence community. The actual message to Len- Zelensky was uh, the, gen- the bureaucrats and the generals are getting very angry at you because you're taking too much. Of the the scam, you know, you're taking a bigger cut. (laughs) And he was given a list of 35 people that were involved in in, uh, corrupt activities. Zelensky did fire 10 people on the list, some generals and officers and some civilian bureaucrats, most of the agencies in the government that normally do contracting work, normally do directly with a... a, a, Normally, you you do a contract with somebody supplying toilet paper. You'll contract the paper company. Everybody's gone to brokers. Mm -hmm. Everybody's now getting third parties involved because that increases the chance for uh, money on the side. And the corruption there is just beyond belief. It always has been, and that doesn't change. And so that's all I was writing about.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people to pay off, basically. That's how you keep the whole thing, a, a, a situation where this shouldn't really be happening, it's ridiculous, you know, saner heads pr- should prevail. When saner heads don't prevail, it's because <clears throat> they're all being paid <clears throat> not to be sane, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to carry on, to keep keep up the facade, you know. Um, Slava-Ukraine yeah. and Russian aggression and blah,
1: blah, blah. And And we shouldn't just, you know hanging Zelensky out to dry on this there's a lot of people to pay off back in London and Washington as well yeah. Traeus is now private here mm-hmm. he does it for mm-hmm. profit speeches for money um, those posh city twats now in government in the UK we know how they function while they're in government mm-hmm. they're 100% mercantilist they're, they're they're taking in checks from whoever will pay them right now for yep. anything which is gas because what they just said in that report we saw in the Guardian was well we we're, we're suspect you know there'll be. We're, we're on the lookout for a threat from people who are purely ideologically motivated for, n- for no financial incentive whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, unlike us, of course. We just do it for the money. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> yeah. it's much worse to be ideologically motivated than financially motivated, right? It's, it's like a normal person it's, would just only it, do something for hard. money. They would never do something because they thought
1: it was the right thing to do. It's hard to separate it for, for in terms of what motivates Western leaders. I mean, We've, we've commented before on... It's money. W- w- it's not hard to separate. It, it's money, I know, but it, they're, so, they're so ideologically convincing when they speak. Stoltenberg, for example, he's a civilian bureaucrat. He's got an official position, NATO Secretary General. He's, ask, out, he's out in Kiev again.
0: Ask a drug addict why he wants more drugs.
1: To make the world a better place.
0: Yeah, there are any number of narratives that all yeah, yeah. will not be about why he actually, right. you know, why he actually wants more drugs, because I'm addicted to it.
1: Yeah,
0: That's it. At the bottom line, I'm addicted to it. No, 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 it's not that. It's like, it's, it's, it's really good. It's good for the world. It's, it's good, good for, for the people. Economy. It's good for everything, you know. It's good uh, for the
1: Mexican cartels. Any
0: number, any number of narratives. That's, that's what you're, you're wondering, like, they seem ideologically motivated. Yeah, well, it's their, it's their, their bank balance talking, basically spinning a yarn
1: I, I know but my god what a lie though I, in the sense that
0: well it is hard to separate they, it in their heads I suppose you know what I mean for them if you were to really ask them they'd be so convinced about it because it's their own personal aggrandizement their own personal profit so when someone talks uh, and argues for their own personal interest uh, they're going to sound very convincing and they'll come up with all sorts of reasons you know
1: um, we've heard them say before use the E word this is existential mm. no, not yeah. for Russia Although they, they have a similar argument, they use that term as well, but mm-hmm. West- Western leaders have said, we must win the proxy war in Ukraine, or, or it's all over. Mm-hmm. Stoltenberg in particular, he did it again this week. He was in Kiev. Kiev, um, he's the most coherent I've actually heard him in a while. He's usually stuttering and stultifying. And, you know, he gets caught, <laughs> gets caught up in his lies. But when he's on the pure rhetoric, mm-hmm. he like crystal clear.
4: We must ensure that robust, powerful arrangements are in place for Ukraine's security. Mm. Let me be clear. clear. Ukraine's rightful place is in the Euro-Atlantic family. Ukraine's rightful place is in NATO. And over time, our support will help you make this possible. Today, the President and I discussed a multi-year support initiative. This will help you transition from Soviet-era equipment and doctrines to NATO standards and ensure full interoperability with
0: airlines. Okay.
4: It is a testament to NATO's long-term commitment to Ukraine. NATO stands with you today, tomorrow. And for as long as it takes.
1: Pan Am today, Pan Am tomorrow, Pan Am forever. forever.
0: The, the problem with those people is that their heads aren't in the rightful places.
1: The heads are... Just,
0: they should be on their shoulders, right? But right. they're up their, up their arches. So that's part of the problem right there. So, um, yeah. I mean, they're just talking... It's, it, it is, like you said, it's, it's complicated when you get down to it. If you took those people into a room and really got them to... He tried to say, listen, okay, this is off the record, doesn't matter, tell us the truth, why are you really doing this? They'd give you the same bullshit. He would repeat what he just said. Right. And probably, you know, to his last breath. Um, But ultimately, any sane person would look at and say, actually, okay, you're not able to say it, but I'll conclude from, from the evidence that, you know, and you could look up evidence, you could find that they're all profiting in one way or another from this. So it is financial, ultimately, even if they can't admit it themselves.
1: Yeah. Like what we know now about Tony Fauci. and
0: Yeah, of course.
5: It's, that's what makes it, it so convincing. That's, it,
0: it, you're in this human, psych, human psychology here, you know what I mean? Um, Based human psychology. And um, it's very difficult to ever catch anything with their hands in the cookie jar, you know. You can only catch them out in lies or contradictions where they don't make sense or that they contradict themselves, basically. But when challenged, they'll always repeat the same narrative. The party line. Bullshit narrative, yeah. yeah. Um, Here's someone... uh, I hate to do this to you, but here's someone... um, who you love to love. (coughs) Oh, Um, no, don't make me listen. Go ahead, you can put it up. But... um, we this lady, oh, as course. you may know her, um, she's... Hang on, say salt. She's in Ireland. Salt. She's the Chancellor of the university that I went to, and um, <clears throat> I'm glad she wasn't Chancellor when I was there, but she is has been for a number of years Chancellor of Queen's University in Belfast, and uh, she was there this week, and then she went down to Dublin. She kind of followed Biden, basically. You know, Biden's trip to... Yeah. B- B- Biden's paddywackery trip around Ireland. Uh, <clears throat> uh, she was somehow part of the entourage or came up was it was the after party or something uh so then she's down and this is on a irish tv show um chat show whatever and have a listen to what she says
4: donald trump uh, when i say that name what happens to you
2: you know i i take no joy personal or political in uh what is happening to him because it 's a really sad reflection on our country and our our democracy uh, that someone with his you know <laughs> attitudes, his behavior his beliefs, his record uh, would be running for president again
0: yeah, so stuff like that so she takes no joy, personal or political in what's happening to him, but I hate him <laughs> okay, so you hate him, but uh you 're not happy to see him in trouble no. Okay, uh, but what she does, this woman does take, probably the next one, if you remember, what she does take joy in ah. is in the public murder at her behest of the heads of states of other countries, like Muammar Gaddafi.
5: Yes, we came, we saw, he died. <laughs> did that have anything to do with is that your joy? Visit? No, oh, is I'm sure it did.
1: Remember that one
0: back in 2011? That was her responding to the the murder at again at her and other and her ilk's behest uh, of Muammar Gaddafi. I think that she because he was been, in the way.
1: Yeah, it was that was a moment even for Americans who were, yeah. gung ho about yeah foreign wars? When, when they saw that they thought there's something wrong with but, these. But then, but then, supposedly, then
0: a bunch Trump of them, supposedly a bunch of them elected uh, or voted for
1: her in the 2016 presidential election.
0: You have to assume that a lot of them didn't see her, see that, right? Or didn't remember it I by 2016.
1: She was getting the same. She had to cancel rallies because no one turned up. Right. I seriously doubt she won but the she, popular vote. But she won the popular because vote. Because okay. you, you, she won the popular vote when the counting for that ended in, like, December. Hmm. And they just kept finding more votes for her. Mm-hmm. It was dubious. I, I, I think they they just corrected. Anyway, I'll leave it there.
0: What What amazes me is... That that kind of stuff can happen over and over again. Americans can see if they see it. This is the other question: Is do they actually see it? How many Americans actually pay attention to what's going on in the political it's a minority, sphere? Probably that's a problem. Yeah. Unlike other countries, for example France, where people pay much more attention. And you get a much, well, a, word, I think it. they do naturally by them, themselves. They're of that kind of inclination, and you get a much higher percentage of people protesting or angry at government egregious government behavior or whatever, lies whatever. But in America, you don't get that for some reason, you know. Uh, Well, probably for that reason that most people aren't paying attention. They're distracted. They're living too high on the hog. Uh, They're uh, too much freedom. Freedom, kind of, too much freedom dulls the senses and uh, makes you not interested in what's going on, basically. For example, here's another one. Again, Hunter Biden laptop was one. Several years ago, a lot of people, how many people saw that? How many people were aware of it? Um, the fact that the New York Post released a story about Hunter Biden's laptop and the information on it, which showed Hunter Biden doing deals with foreign businessmen, Ukraine and China, supposedly, um, kind of cash for access to our financial gain for access to my pop, the vice president. Um who would take 10%, Right, according so, to Hunter Biden. Right. <clears throat> so this one, XCI Chiefs built on how he got spies to write false Hunter Biden laptop letter. You remember then this Hunter Biden laptop mm. uh, story that I just mentioned, came out the New York Post. The entire US establishment rounded on it and censored it and got it removed from the New York Post and it was denounced as Russian hacking or Russian disinformation. Some vague didn't say how it happened or that how the Russians got... Access to Hunter Biden's laptop to place these false documents didn't say any, any of that. It was just like, no, this this looks like... It looks a bit like... It smells like Russian international information to me. So that's what it is. So Twitter, Facebook, and all the rest went and suppressed it. Mm-hmm. So And then that arguably, based on polls... Now, I don't know how much you believe in polls, but polls after the, the 2020 election, uh, a few polls said, or the respondents in, in the polls, said that if they had known... About the Hunter Biden laptop story, they wouldn't have voted for Biden, mm-hmm. and therefore, so you have direct election interference. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they by saw, the intelligence agencies,
1: yeah, as they saw, they were protecting American democracy.
0: No, it's interfering this, how, yeah, by, by it's, interfering in an election. Yeah, isn't that a contradiction? It is. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll yeah. just read a little bit of this. Joe Biden's presidential campaign prompted former acting CIA director Mike Morell to help Biden by organizing fifty colleagues to sign a letter. In October 2020, falsely claiming that damning emails from Hunter Biden's laptop published by the Post were Russian disinformation. So it's basically a former CIA director who thought he was going to be made CIA director again under Biden um, got he a was, call, got a call from Blinken, current secretary of state under Biden. Blinken called him in 2020. This is so before the actual election happened. Um, and
1: asked him to bury it.
0: Asked asked him to basically, no, not, not to bury it, but asked him to get the 50, go yeah. around and get as many former and current intel heads. heads or chiefs or notable individuals to write this letter saying that we all agree that this is Russian disinformation. And on that basis, then Facebook and Twitter and all these <coughs> other people can censor the story and it can be suppressed, basically. And he says... Uh, on the third paragraph there, Morrell, identified as a potential CIA director under Biden, said he organized a letter to help Vice Pre- President Biden because I wanted him to win the election. <laughs> um, and, and that's what he did. I mean, he helped him. If we assume that the election was legit, then it wasn't legit anyway because this guy and 50 other members of the intel agencies all decided to throw their lot in for, you know, sow disinformation, spread disinformation uh, that helped Biden covering up factual information that was damning to Biden, and and we would have you know, you'd have to allow for the possibility that that swung the election in favor of Biden, and it, which it would not have done if they had not um, decided to do that. And this is Blinken put him up to this, the current Secretary of State put up this put this CIA, former CIA director Morell up to getting all these other intelligence agencies to. Out yep. it, come out with a statement and not, nobody
1: cares. Not that this guy, Mike Morrell, he was deputy director of the CIA at the time, not that he would have needed much encouragement. This no. is the same guy who um, outwardly, frankly, on a public <coughs> interview with Charlie Rose six years ago told him that the United States should give weapons to terrorists in Syria quote, so that they kill more Russians.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't need much much help for sure, uh, or much encouragement. um. So the thing about it is, I imagine this happening in a country like, again, let's say France or probably several other countries in in, in the West, in Europe, and you would have significant public outcry and protests. Right. In France, it would be like they the would be busting down the doors of, of the Elysée Palace and yeah, dra- dragging the, the government, the government, government out. Yeah, the new absolutely. Actions. But yeah. in America, nothing. Nothing happens. I mean, this is pretty egregious. This is like evidence that the intel agencies, the glorified, glorious... Unimpeachable intelligence, agencies, American intel agencies, Specifically were directly the, the interfering. Foreign in
1: ones, which are explicitly in US law and not allowed to interfere in domestic issues. Right.
0: Uh, they basically interfered and, you know, arguably stolen an election. And Americans, well, we have to assume most don't actually know about it. Yeah. Um,
1: That's the key part. Tucker Carlson gave an interview this week. Um, we watched it earlier today. Uh, not an interview, it was a and a following a short speech he gave at the Heritage Foundation. Mm-hmm. The um, moderator asked him at the end, what are the two biggest things we've noticed in the last 20 years that are important, that have changed our country? He said, "One, number one is information. It's the ability to prevent access to information. Uh, the largest majority of Amer- our own population is not just misinformed or disinformed. They're just not even on the radar, at all. Mm -hmm. That has killed our democracy. Yeah,
0: so it's the media, basically. Yeah. Well, on that point, this is an example. This is not not the same story we just talked about, but happening at the same time. It's um, an IRS whistleblower has claimed that Hunter Biden is being given preferential treatment in an inquiry into his, quote-unquote, financial affairs. Now, financial affairs were obviously be linked to his tax returns and all that kind of stuff and where he got his money from and that would link back to his father and the cash for access to his daddy uh, that was on the on his laptop um, so there's an IRS investigation on go, going uh, going into it and the system the IRS chiefs and within the Washington establishment are putting pressure on individual agents and the IRS who are tasked with this investigation into Hunter Biden uh, to shut the hell up and leave him alone and so it's producing whistleblowers. Now the interesting thing, in the context of what we're just talking about, look at the headline. This is this is the only story the Telegraph have done on, it. mm-hmm. and it's not IRS whistleblower claims Hunter Biden is ge- being given preferential treatment into an inquiry into his financial affairs. It's Joe Biden denies interfering with criminal investigation into his son. You know what I mean? So the first thing people get is that there's a denial. You know, not that they don't have the facts yet.
1: You know, that's it, what Tucker Carlson said. It's people like, don't have the facts with yeah. which to assess. Yeah the information they're getting. Yeah. The, 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 the facts are removed and then yeah. they get the, the headlines like that. And they're yeah. like, they, their mind will kind of skip because it'll go, uh, oh, I must have missed that. And, but they'll move on because it's fast-paced. They're not informed to make any kind of discernment about such a headline. Mm-hmm. That's the same in Britain, right? Like.
0: It's like known, kleptomani- known kleptomaniac chocolate, chocolate addict caught with chocolate smeared around his face denies stealing chocolate from store rather than a known kleptomaniac chocolate addict was caught stealing right. <laughs> chocolate from a store says store owner yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: you know what I mean that subtle twist on it, but we're just reporting the facts that's just a fact they're reporting right? they're just reporting that Joe, Joe Biden reporting has denied the it of a denial right yeah
1: fucking assholes
0: they have no shame yeah
1: Life under cycles. Um,
0: um Did you... It's a bit old, but this is on on the kind of media... Not so much media... Well, suppression. You know, people know about the Twitter files and all that kind of stuff. Uh, um, Elon Musk did a, an interview. I don't know if it, the full full interview it airs on Monday. When was it, Maybe it did air this week. Or maybe it airs tomorrow. I'm not sure. Um, it was on Rick the Carlson. 16th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sunday. Maybe it aired uh, last Monday. But anyway, this, did I send that, Scotty? Yeah. Um, have a listen. 14 seconds.
4: <laughs> the degree to which
2: uh, various government agencies had effectively had full access to everything that was going on on Twitter uh, blew my mind. Um, I was not aware of that. Would that include people's DMs? Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. DMs too. Uh, yes. So not just what you are posting publicly what you're saying privately. You were, you, you know, there's a certain level of acceptance, I suppose, or full acceptance by anybody who pop, uh, posts anything or writes anything publicly on social media. That can't be public, against them. Right. But private messages on those platforms are called private messages for a reason. They're not public and you're writing stuff to whoever in the same way you write an email or write a letter back in the day or have a telephone call or, or speak to someone privately. And government agencies, i.e. the intelligence, the FBI at all, had access to any information they wanted on any citizen. Again, this goes back to Snowden said this uh, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um, chickens yeah. are coming home to roost. So that's what's going on. And again, you know, how many people are aware of this? How many Americans who use social media are aware of this? Know that their intelligence agencies are spying directly on their private messaging on social media for the specific purpose of checking out to see whether or not they're supporting the right or the wrong candidate according to... This is dictatorship stuff. This is like, th- you know, thought crime and wrong wrong think and wrong speak um, that's happening in America, has been happening undercover, slightly under the surface for, for many years, and Americans still believe they're living in the land of Check the free. Check
1: this out. This is, this, is what it's, this is what it's leading to. Um, headline last week... <clears throat> This is from NPR local station. Um, Three St. Louis residents indicted on charges of illegally pushing pro-Russian propaganda. Not bureaucrats, not officials in the national security state. Three citizens, civilians. A federal grand jury has charged three St. Louis residents with illegally pushing pro-Russian propaganda and misinformation about Ukraine and sowing discord across three states, through the African People's Socialist Party. The indictment alleges that uh, the party's chairman, O'Malley Yeshetela and members Penny Joanne Hess and Jesse Neville acted as illegal agents of the Russian government without notifying the U.S. Attorney General. They each face up to 10 years in prison for that charge. They also face up to five years in prison for conspiring to have U.S. citizens act as illegal agents. So at this point, you're wondering, okay, agents, well, they must have had some contact with the Russian government. There was some official transfer of information or they set up some kind of information, maybe a media outlet or function within the US on behalf of the behest of... No, they're guilty of sharing memes. Mm -hmm. They're guilty... This guy likes to speak in public squares and stuff. They're guilty of articulating Russia's point of view in the Ukraine war on in public.
0: Mm-hmm. That's this, what they've been charged and with. And this goes back to that. Holy shit. This is like What's the name of it? This the, is
1: way be, This is like the, What's the name of the act they passed? Um, the or restrict act. The restrict act. At least that what that concerns the digital expression mm-hmm. These well, that's guys, part I think this part of this this part of it. They, they gave one of them gave a speech and gave, you know should we is it all about Ukraine? Well, hang on. He gave this what we do just here we just gave Russia's you know, it might not be so black and white. For articulating that, they're going to try and nail them to the mast. Mm-hmm. Ten years. I don't think it'll work. Surely, First Amendment is still if First Amendment still holds, it'll be thrown out. But that is a really troubling sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I haven't heard of anything. I've, there's been similar shit going on in the UK where you know, if you post the wrong thing on social media, you get a knock at the door by the police. But I don't think anyone's been taken to court facing 10 years or any kind of a term of prison, maybe a fine. So... Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. There was a lot of cool, like, Musk was on Carlson costing himself He gave a great speech. RFK Jr.'s running. Mm. He gave a great, I thought it was a great speech announcing his candidacy. He wants to run as Democratic nominee mm-hmm. to to square off against joe biden mm-hmm. um definitely, the, I, not, definitely not definitely not going to get it i know i know but isn't it like so cool we can say in our time that bobby kennedy is running for prison <laughs> bobby bobby um mm-hmm. i know he's not you know clued in on every issue but he's been an awesome warrior with respect to um the pandemic uh and geopolitics he's a bit of a greenie though in the I think he believes climate change is really man-made and all that. But still, um, he's going to be firing some information warheads uh, across the bow for the next 18 months. But the tragedy of it is, what we just discussed, I don't think they think they're going to bother vilifying him. They're just going to drown him. They're just going to ignore him. Mm -hmm. And you won't hear it. But Tucker Carlson, he's like to hell with that. So he's supposed to be far-right, fascist, white supremacist guy, yeah, right? He's going
0: to be supporting Democratic
1: nominee. He gave him... Bluff. We had him on the show last week, and he's going to probably do that every mm-hmm. week for the next 18 months. Well, let's
0: go with the person who's, who's <clears throat> the best of... the best of... the
1: you
0: know, uh, best of a lot, basically, you know?
1: Do you want to hear something? I know he's got a speech impediment. And he's, it, it's not just that, though. His, his speaking isn't quite the best. He's an awesome writer. Um... No, nah, we probably shouldn't. I've got a clip that's four minutes long. But in the course of this clip in Boston, Bobby Kennedy managed to get in Bay of Pigs. Um, that thing my uncle said about splintering the CIA into a thousand pieces <laughs> and bringing all of our troops back home and closing our 800 bases overseas. Mm. So obviously right there, he's, you know.
0: Yeah, he's in all Saran. Um, it's not happening,
1: but but would it be popular with Americans?
0: If any of them were paying attention, if they knew, if they knew who he was. Um, on the other side of the aisle, we have uh, the big the, man, the media. No, the media. Um, <coughs> the slightly less big man. The um, the media seems to be. Just throw it up there. The media seems to be. Um, I have a consensus. It's just one example from the Guardian, but it's crossed the. English speaking Western media in general, talking about Ron DeSantis, how he's uh, he's he's had a rot, he's he's got problems and he's not gonna Trump's still the most likely one to get the the the, the, the nomination to run for president. Um, the thing about it is is I'm several months ago, I don't know when it was, I kinda made a prediction and I kinda repeated it a few times that I think there's going to be um a problem next year and in the election in the US election a hung congress a hung a hung election basically no one getting 270 electoral college votes because they'll be split um but this your is theory the,
1: was DeSantis. well
0: either you know, yeah was DeSantis and trump would 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 run but it would still be split mm-hmm. um, or or either i mean i don't know i don't necessarily believe this but uh, mm. that trump isn't going to get the nomination you know what i mean maybe maybe not i don't know it depends what Way the wind's blown within the Republican Party. The Republican Party, the majority of them don't want Trump. Obviously,
1: eh? No, they do. No, they oh, don't. The party heads, no, yeah, no, they're, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I would say even the, the rank and file <coughs> as well. You have the kind of uh, the Freedom Caucus and stuff like that, but they're still a minority. Let's say, I mean, if it came down to it,
1: I think rank and file members. That's M- why ordinary members, but yeah, I mean con- yeah.
0: members of Congress, you know, uh-huh. who then have you know leverage over their constituents who are members of the Republican Party. Um, it's hard to know, obviously, how, how it would pan out and what way people's allegiances would go, but um, it's possible that it could go the other way. But I think, basically, that between DeSantis and Trump, that the Republican vote will be split. Uh, and maybe there might be a surprise with uh, Kennedy uh, running as well, and he might take a bigger chunk. Because traditionally in American elections, there's two candidates, Republican and Democrat, and then there's the also rants who are like one, two percent or whatever for the vast majority of presidential elections. But I think next year it's going to be very different, and you're going to have it split more along lines like you see in um, in other kind of European democracies in the elections for you know party leaders or for parties where you have basically sometimes you have to have a coalition. Now, there's no possibility for a coalition of presidents, right? In the U.S., <coughs> so if nobody gets 270, if it's split, if a lot of people vote for Trump, a lot of people on the Republican side and a lot of people uh, less, but a lot of people say vote for DeSantis Um, and the same with, say, Biden, if if he's going to run again and maybe a significant percentage vote for Kennedy or anybody else who might throw their hat -hmm. in in the ring Um, between now and then, that you'll have nobody able to get 270 electoral college votes and therefore nobody will be the president. And then it goes to Congress to decide uh, provide a simple majority, and that can't happen either because Congress is similarly split.
1: So you're suggesting it could be a split vote in either the Democrat or Republican <laughs> side because one of the also runs once the nominations are formally declared. Run then event. runs as an independent. <coughs> exactly. well, check out this: we were downplaying RFK Junior.'s odds, but this is a headline in USA Today the day he announced his bloody candidacy. Mm. Uh Robert F. Kennedy Jr. launches, look at the shitheads, launches unlikely presidential bid, backed by 14% of Vi- Biden vote. He just announced, what, where did you get 14% if it's so unlikely? it's a poll, yeah. Like, that's not nothing on day one. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, has a lot of water um,
1: Yeah, of course. But here's another thing. Um, <laughs> one person they can't just ignore but we know they can't because they have Trump, Trump Arrangement Syndrome. So he goes on a podcast with those two young fellas who did a podcast with Tucker Carlson, and that got millions of views. You know, the one we saw, uh, the Full Send podcast. He's done one before with them, and it reached 7 million views. Hmm. Trump, hmm. the big fella. Uh, and YouTube nixed it. They just took it offline after two days. It's they didn't. He did another one with them last week. Um, but We won't play it, but I'll just put it up here. It's called False Send Podcast. So these guys, you know, the popular YouTubers, the youth vote. I mean, if Trump is, keeps doing this, no one will forget him. You won't be able to just ignore him and hope he goes away. So on his new interv- uh, interview with these two fellas, after two days, it's been up. I think we're over 6 million views. It's not. It's not bad actually. It's not bad interview to listen to. He kind of harps on about the threat of nuclear war. That's why you need me. I'm the one who can deal with the international situation, stop inflation, get the economy. It's the same old Trump stuff, but um, mm. you know, to a different audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how many views is that up now? Two days in. Six Don't. I can't see it because of the, the logos on our screen here. Six. 6.2 million. 6.2 million. 6.2. All righty. Um, you know, and he kept it light-ish, uh, warning him about the nuclear war and a possibility of a madman getting a new... Not, you know, suggesting that it's Putin per se, but it could be anyone, the way the world's going. But he generally kept it light. He did not keep it light when he spoke at the... Uh, he was guest of honor at the NRA annual convention last week. Um, I clipped his closing comments. Most of it's about, you know, the, the Democratic DA in New York coming after me and mm-hmm. uh, all that nonsense. They're trying to get, get me done. to get to – these were his closing comments. We are a failing nation. We yeah. are a nation in decline. Superman. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. We can't let that happen. The USA is a mess. Our economy is crashing. Inflation is out of control. Russia has joined with China, unthinkable. Saudi Arabia, great people, have joined with Iran. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea have formed together as a menacing and destructive coalition. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard which will be our greatest defeat in 200 years and was unthinkable just a few years ago. Unthinkable that that could happen, but it's happening before your very eyes. Doesn't sound good. No.
0: Doesn't sound like it's salvageable, but whatever. Uh, He reckons he'll be back in and he's going to... uh,
1: It's not. If anyone's (coughs) serious, they've got to be thinking like... uh, Maybe they are. Maybe the thing... (coughs) Maybe... They're thinking, along the lines you're suggesting, Um, Mm -hmm. crisis Mm -hmm. next year. Continuity of government. Yeah, and or rebellion, clash, civil war. Continuity of government and trying to maintain it, but Mm. it's falling apart.
0: Who knows? We'll have to see. No crystal ball. Um, You have something on uh, Macron, don't
1: you? Oh. So, Jupiter a.k.a. President Emmanuel Macron of France, landed back to Earth last week from China. Um, Oh, Jesus. I almost feel sorry for him. So he decided to... He'd missed his fellow countrymen so much that he decided to go and walk about and have a chat with them, you know. Get some love, share some Chinese love, something like that. Um, Didn't go too well. here with this man that's enough of that so then he thought well maybe indoors I'll be safer you know outdoors it's a bit but, the but weather isn't too good it's you know? a bit buoy yeah um, so he went indoors, and he met some workers in a factory and stuff like that. And oh. then what? Oh, what's that? Uh, oh, oh, my God. Let's look at this in slow motion. Hang on. Whoa. Pfft. Pfft. Notice yeah. that you can see the shadow of the egg just before it crosses his face, and then bang, right yeah. in there. Now, Not I was that. doing some analysis of the ballistic trajectory and my guess is that they had to aim over the heads of the security around them mm. and if the shadow was cast by the light above so that person had to th- aim no it came from below in a parabolic or,
0: no I think it came look at the way look at the trajectory it comes up and hits him you know, almost up but at least parallel you know it didn't come down on top it hit him like on the so forehead there
1: are you suggesting the egg or could have been among us onto it uh,
0: no I think well maybe yeah I mean it could have been an inside job or um see i don't know is that it there like boom you see it's it's, that's it's hitting him right on the forehead like but uh, <coughs> upward see the, see the dot on his head there boom yeah it looks like it comes up from somewhere so that could be an inside job you know uh um, i don't know i'm i'm someone, going i'm going with someone Ru- on the russian, russian, russian i'm going
1: with russian grassy egg
0: knoll or. i think it was someone on the grassy if there's a grassy knoll beside anywhere near there that's where the probably the egg came from and um Alternative like you said, it, a might, have, egg it egg. might have been launched from a, a new hypersonic uh, Russian uh, egg launcher. Mm. Um, apparently, they've been working on that, um, well, I hear from the media, and it's extremely serious, you know.
1: That sounds like exactly something the Russians
3: would do, Yeah, based yeah. on everything else I've heard they the did. last year. You know? Yeah,
0: and there, it's it's used some weird physics, because basically, obviously, they launch an egg at hypersonic. Russian physics. Weird. Yeah. It, no, very, very dark, dark exo- stuff. It's exotic tech because dark to launch vanity. an egg from at a hypersonic, you know, a hypersonic speed, you'd think you'd destroy the egg at the point of launch, right? Mm-hmm. But they've developed special types of eggs that are super hardened, so they can take the velocity. But then, whenever it reaches its its kind of trajectory, uh, it kind of it softens. It softens, so it can it splatter yeah,
1: yeah. That was a really yoky hit. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, Macron, apparently uh, Le Pen has wasted no time. That's the kind of right-wing opposition in a certain sense. Leader in France, Marine, uh, Marine Le Pen, she said that he can no longer... He said that the problem is that Emmanuel Macron is completely bunkered. It's like Hitler in the last days. He's completely bunkered. He was, was, like was trying
1: to prove her wrong by going out there.
0: Yeah. So he goes out and he gets egged and booed. Uh she says he can no longer leave the Elysee, the presidential palace, without arousing the ire of a people he refuses to listen to and whose will he refuses to respect. Pretty much, isn't that happening in America too?
1: Everywhere. Eh?
0: I mean, isn't there a group of people in America running the show who uh, that the establishment or, uh, who, uh, uh, who refuse to listen to the people and, ref- and uh, refuse to respect their will? No Freedom Freedom isn't free Cause folks like you and me Anyway They're, um,
1: they're relentless though They they don't care what's going on Victoria Newland visited Mongolia last week Jesus Christ God knows what she's up to there
0: Mongolia yeah. you to the Dalai Lama did you? And Japan To get her tongue bit To <laughs> get her tongue sucked by oh, the Dalai um, yes. the, um, The Dalai Lama as Bush called him The Dalai. Where's the Dalai Lama? Um,
1: Meanwhile, in Germany, check this out. There's full steam ahead with destroying everything. Germany shuts down its last remaining nuclear power plants. Mm.
0: Just for the lols, really?
1: Just because they can to save the planet? I don't know. Yeah,
0: they're going to burn a lot more coal as a result. (laughs)
1: On the same day, Germans learned their power bills were about to go up forty five percent.
0: Well, it sounds uh, that's an opportunity for me. <sighs> I mean, it applies in Germany too. Freedom isn't free; it costs forty five percent on your electricity. Um,
1: yeah, dis- uh, dis- they're
0: going to. In, the, in this is, they're they're playing a long game Neil. You're going to yeah. see the planet down the line, right? For now, we have to take some hits. People have to tighten their belts, pay more money for electricity. We're shutting down the electric the nuclear power plants because whatever, you know, yeah, well, for the planet, right? Even though nuclear nuclear energy is, you know, it's green energy effectively, it still doesn't look good because, you know.
1: Inflation has nu- hit.
0: Nuclear waste and stuff.
1: Inflation is hit 10% in the UK. That's the official figure. God yeah. knows what it really is for, you know, convenience products for most ordinary people.
0: Yeah. But Germany, as a result of that, is going to... Significantly, significantly increase its burning of coal to to
1: produce electricity. Oh, so everything's fine. That's
0: but it's only a short term, Neil. It's just while we transition to wind and solar and um, you know, people in people on bikes with dynamos <laughs> and stuff like that, all that green stuff. When we we're able to bring that online then we can stop burning the coal. But for now, we have to increase our, our gonna, CO2 pollution. It's hard to understand, right? You have to be in the German government to understand it. <laughs> and you don't want to be there, but it's that, hard That to would be
1: the perfect green version of dystopia, wouldn't it? We'd all be chained to bicycles and yes. dynamos.
0: Well, that's maybe part of the plan. You know, they just haven't revealed that yet, but that's maybe part of the plan. And, but anyway, it's hard to understand, I know. And, but maybe that's why you're not in government. Because you don't, you are not able I'll to understand. Help, I'm a
1: westerner. Get me out of here.
5: You, um, you, you can't understand. Want,
1: I need to get out of the West. Maybe my folks were right. Check out this next. One. When you leave Westernia, common sense comes back in. So um, Turkey, which of course has been laid low by the earthquake, um, especially this guy. He's he's awesome. He's he's the interior minister, Suleiman. He's the one who said, like, after that terrorist attack in Istanbul, I know who's behind us, mm. Washington. <laughs> until,
0: the, until the ambassador to um, get out. Yeah.
1: Uh, Europe is a, an American pawn, says Minister Suleiman. Tell Do us something we don't know. I know, but voila. I'm uh, you not know, say it, though. But it's, it's coming worse and worse. It's just. Remember, Macron suggested this and the media in Europe was apoplectic at him. Yeah, he said sh- that,
0: Fran- that Europe shouldn't be Just America's vassal. But one person's vassal is another person's
1: partner. Or mule, as this guy said.
0: Mm. One person's mule is another man's equally sized
1: horse. The horse at least still has some rights yeah. and freedom in the field.
0: I don't know. It, it, look, it doesn't make any sense. But that's, again, I say that doesn't make sense because you and I and everybody else listening to this lacks the intellectual capacity to understand it. It's very complicated, very convoluted, and you're better off just going back. And um, uh, is that a new COVID variant? Uh, I think there's a new COVID variant coming Neil. right? You better get in the house. Um, so...
1: What was that thing in Kiev on Thursday night? That was a fireball. Twitter it is a blaze with speculation that it's a new Russian weapon. It was. It was both. It was a fireball from space or from the Russians? From space Russians. I don't know why people were particularly... I think it's because it was Kiev. We've seen loads of videos like this the world over. Well,
0: uh, anybody can watch loads of videos like that every month. We produce a Earth Changes summary video every month and every month, almost without exception, there are at least three, four of those in different parts of the world. A lot of them over the U.S. Um, so this is one over Kiev, right? This is one example yeah, of over sure. Kiev. But we this happens all the time, exactly like that. You can watch our Earth Changes video that's it's released on South.net at you know, the first of, not the first, but the first week of uh, every month for the month previous, showing all the crazy weather and you know climate-type events that have gone on. Pretty dramatic, but there's always three or four of these in it in different parts of the world: over Europe, over Asia, over America. People from dash cams, from their CCTV, whatever, from cell phones, and it's that's that's a classic fireball uh, fragmenting as it comes through the atmosphere. And there's a there's a there's a fireball. Uh, what do you call it? Not fireball, but meteor meteor shower. What is it? Just Leonids. Of the year. Leonids. Anyway, but. The, they're usually seen as just little sparks flashing through the sky, like little shooting stars, right? These things are obviously different. They're bigger and they're coming lower into the atmosphere whatever. But they're very common. They have been on the increase over the past 10 years. There's there's kind of American media society tracks them and they've been year on year, more and more and more of them. Um, But the fact that it happened over Kiev, yes, uh, obviously caused a bit of an alarm and it's like, what is this? But quickly, Kiev actually initially said it was a, a NASA satellite that was scheduled to come back through... Come back down to Earth, a defunct satellite, but it wasn't that, because uh, NASA said, no, actually, that's still floating up around in the atmosphere somewhere, uh, or in orbit somewhere.
1: You know, when these kinds of descriptions of such things are like in the ancient past to talk about, you know, fire and brimstone from the sky and stuff, mm-hmm. and modern. People go and they said, well, they must have imagined it or they didn't see it. But they lack the information. We today have science. We mm-hmm. understand what this is. How is it any different? Mm-hmm. Twitter's ablaze because they look at this and go, what the hell is that? Mm. They're not informed. Yeah, we've got the science, but most people don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like Austin said, you know. Yeah. So is, is it any wonder people of old or even today look at something and go, that must be an omen or yeah. something exotic or supernatural. Wow, well,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. This Talking about stuff in the sky, this, is, um, this was just a few days ago, and it's it, it probably carried a few other places, but it's from RT, but whatever. Uh, the Pentagon, I didn't look for the actual Pentagon release, but the Pentagon on Wednesday, so in the middle of the week, declassified a video shot by a US MQ-9 Reaper drone after it encountered an unidentified flying object zooming over the Middle East incident was reported last year with the first such encounter by an unmanned aircraft with what the military has rena- renamed UAPs or unexplained anomalous phenomena this is a drone an unmanned drone took his picture because out there you know over the middle east taking pictures of uh, of of us soldiers you know arming and training isis in syria and um and it happened <laughs> and it happened to- and it happened to take a picture of
1: this or and it's- something out of the ordinary yes <laughs>
0: So, the director of the Pentagon's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office—it's a nice, nice accurate nice uh, uh, name, name for an office—Sean uh, Kirkpatrick listed the, at- listed the attributes of the bright and shimmering metallic orb that the drone saw. It was silver, translucent, metallic, ten to thirty thousand uh, feet, stationary to mock to no thermal exhausts usually detected. So it went from stationary. As in hovering, not moving. To to mark, I suppose, mark something, mark something so fast, and no thermal exhausts. Um, he said uh, the object behaved consistent with other metallic orb observations in the region. Oh, that you haven't actually told us about, but apparently there are other metallic orb ob- metallic orb observations in the region. That they know about? Yeah. Um, so that wasn't what was over at Kiev, but. That was over the Middle East, uh, over, yeah, somewhere in the Middle East, probably Syria or
1: yeah. it's Iraq it's both uh, phenom- last year. Both phenomena around us all the time, mm-hmm. but you can keep most of 8 billion people ignorant about it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's phenomenal.
0: And then there's this, which may or may not be related. We'll leave it up to you to decide. Uh, this is from the Madison County Sheriff's Office in Texas. Madison County Sheriff's Office from three days ago are investigating the death and mutilation of cattle along TXOSR, whatever that is. Ranchers advised a six-year-old Longhorn Cross cow had been found lying on her side, deceased and mutilated on the ranch. A straight, clean cut with apparent precision had been made to remove the hide around the cow's mouth on one side, leaving the meat under under the removed hide untouched. The tongue was also completely removed from from the body with no blood spill. No signs of a struggle. Grass around the cow was undisturbed. Ranchers also reported that no predators or birds would scavenge the remains of the cow, leaving it to decay untouched for several weeks. No scavengers. Um, they wouldn't touch it. Five other similar occurrences involving four adult cows and one yearling were reported along the area, uh, running into Brothers County. Etc. Uh, the cows were found in the same condition, lying on one side with the exposed side of their face cut along the jawline, and the tongue once again completely removed. On two of the five cows, a circular cut was made, removing the anus and the external genitalia. The circular cut was made at the same position as the cuts noted around the jawline. No sense of the No signs of struggle, etc., etc. So this and this was carried on. What was it? The blaze or some some? Uh, it's not. It's not mainstream mainstream, but is it mm-hmm. The blaze? Is that them?
1: Um, yeah, that's Glenn Beck's Glenn paper. Beck's. Glenn
0: Beck's paper Rose basically. Died. He 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 carried it. I don't think many others did. But it's interesting, yeah. You don't hear anything about that in, in, in the media. But obviously, uh, people who listen to this show probably know that you know, there's a long history of cat mutilations and their association with unidentified aerial phenomenon going back a long time. So uh, I just thought it was interesting that it appeared in a somewhat alternative media. Somewhat mainstream, somewhat
1: will turn out the blaze. Um, it, it, yeah, these things, they will get reported, but because there's no conspiracy not to report them, mm-hmm. that's too much involvement. Mm-hmm. It's just the amplification of it and the misdirection of where your attention ought to be. That was Trump's main point in his podcast, actually. all Everyone's attention is on a doom scenario involving climate change. And he's like... It's so frustrating because mm-hmm. there is a doom scenario before us right now, but it's to do with this war and economics, not this fucking climate change. Yeah. It? Same thing, misdirection. Um, I have one last item. Mm-hmm. This is from the conspiracy theory 40 years ago, but now, oops, it turns out to be historical fact desk or looking probably so. It's still based on one guy's claims, but still it's interesting that British uh, – American tabloids have bothered to report on it. Second gunman, not Mark David Chapman, may have shot John Lennon. Author claims. The British author David Whelan. A second gunman. Uh, if you scroll down, I think the basics of his discovery. Um, <clears throat> so he's not. He's not just anybody. He's a British author and TV producer, and he's making a documentary that's coming out later this year about this. Um, he's saying that Chapman may have been brainwashed by the CIA to serve as Patsy. <laughs> oh. What do you know? Say it ain't so. Uh, who spent, uh, the researcher spent three years investigating this up one way and down the other, um, pointing out, he's going to point out all the inconsistencies in the official narrative of Lenin's 1980s slaying, as well as weird coincidences. Um David Whelan, the author whose book is Give Me Some Truth, The Assassination of John Lennon and a documentary to be released later this year believes the official narrative that Lennon was shot from behind by Chapman is untrue and that a more professionally trained gunman shot him from the front into his chest.
0: And much like Sir Hanser... Brainwashed Patsy Plus
1: and other shooters.
0: Much like Sir Hanser Han, uh,
1: a few years before several years before name your mass shooting
0: and jfk um yeah well that's the thing i mean you know we talk about this kind of stuff every 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 week and none of it we look at we look at what's been going on and we look at different major stories and what we want to talk about and um none of it
1: is a revelation to us it's um but it is to the masses 43 years after the fact yes fine Right, Not in the moment. Holy shit, don't spoof them.
0: It's a revelation. It's not a revelation to us in that sense, but it's a revealing of what we already knew or strongly suspected. Mm. So these days, there's more and more stuff coming out that confirms, and from, you know, not, not from necessarily a long time ago, but from more recent years, you know, going back 10 or 20 years, bit by bit, there's information coming out, like we have just talked about on the show, uh, stuff that just a few, years, a few years ago, we and many others were saying, look, this is bullshit. This is what actually happened. Now, two, three years later, we have to sit there and suffer through the media saying, giving some kind of lip service to, yeah, well, I suppose that might have been kind of partly true at the time. but You know, the COVID thing. Um, the Biden laptop. Yeah, I mean, speaking of COVID, um, that's, uh, the Biden laptop, obviously, yeah, we just mentioned, but that's one last thing I wanted to just uh, put up here. Jesus, where am I getting that from? Um This is – it's a bit long, but we can just play a little bit of it. It's Jordan Peterson talking to um, Dr. Scott Jensen, who was in the uh, Department of – Minnesota Department of Health. Yeah. He was –
1: I don't know. He was vice chair of of the the Minnesota Senate um, Health and Human Services Committee. He was also, obviously, still is a practicing doctor. That's why he was on the body.
0: Right. Just play a little bit of it. I had
5: access to more information than many people did because I was vice chair of the Health and Human Services Committee in the Senate. And so I was aware of much of what was going on. And then in the early days of April of 2020, when I received an email from the Department of Health with a link to the CDC advising me as a physician that, they were going to adjust the way death certificates were completed. Skeptically at that. And I said, what's going on here? And without meaning to be any kind of grand whistleblower, I ended up making comment about this on a local TV program that I'd been on the news for. And that traveled... What did, tri- adjust, what did adjust death certificates mean? Basically... In the Minnesota Department of Health Communication to the physicians, they said, if you believe that COVID-19 may have contributed to the cause of death, you can go ahead and put it down as the cause of death. And that's not right. Mm. The 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 CDC for decades has said that our job as physicians when we complete a death certificate is to try to identify the initiating event that started the process of demise for the patient. So for example, if I have a heart attack tomorrow and a month later I have congestive heart failure and we find that the heart attack was so substantial that I've lost the ability to effectively pump blood and we learn that I'm not a candidate for transplant and there's no remedies for my situation. And over time I falter and become more and more frail. And perhaps I go on hospice knowing that I have end-stage heart disease. If on my last 48 hours of life on earth, I get exposed to COVID-19 without ever being tested or even having any symptoms of it, when I die, I died of a heart attack. The underlying cause of death would be coronary artery disease. And that led to a heart attack, which led to congestive heart failure. it should not say that COVID 19 was the cause of my death. We were being encouraged to go ahead, and it, they said in this document, if you think that COVID 19 was a contributing condition, you can put it down as the cause of death. And okay. I said, okay. no, there's a.
1: So hey, Peterson went on to ask him why he thought, and he said, our impression at the time, me and my other doctor colleagues, was that we were being encouraged by the United States government to artificially inflate the COVID death numbers. Mm-hmm. Which is what we were warning you was going on in real time, but ninety-five percent of the population was believing okay. everything. So I was like, "I'm at. I can just watch them all." Mm-hmm. Here we are, three years later, and yeah, it's
0: yeah, that's what happened. That's yeah, what happened? That's the fate of people who see what's going on to watch people be lied to and fooled and swallow lies and believe lies over and over again, and then um, suffer the consequences. Hopefully, they're not too dire. And then finally, when the, when the dust settles, to finally, hopefully, realize that they were lied to and manipulated and to not uh, allow that to happen quite sweetly uh, in the future. Maybe, maybe not. Um, anyway. Right.
1: And it's his fault.
0: Who's? Yeah, him behind me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Apart from, if anybody wants to know about what's going on in Taiwan, I uh, don't think much is going to happen there. It's all talk. It's, again, it's just Little rap, country in big arousing. China. Uh, there's a report in Reuters. Basically, the headline is U.S. war game on Taiwan shows need for decisive action to boost arms. They might think that that that's like let's boost arms to Taiwan, right? Uh, but what they're what they actually mean by that is in the second paragraph, uh, it said that. Um, the House Representatives Committee on the Chinese Communist Party, led by Mike Gallagher, conducted the unusual tabletop exercise on Wednesday evening with Washington Think Tank, the Center for New American Security. The results showed that the U.S. resupply of the island would be impossible after conflict begins. I contrast that with Ukraine and how the Ukraine con- conflict has been perpe- uh, you know, prolonged and exacerbated and worsened by the continual long-term resupply of uh, Ukrainian military with Western weapons. That can't happen in Taiwan. Yes. Yeah, that's know why that it's not going to happen. happen. They, if they can, they can get as much as many weapons in there as possible to maybe now deter beforehand. China. But no yeah, resupply. Once it's done, that's it. So any conflict in Ukraine in Taiwan would be much shorter if it even happens at all. And I think because they wouldn't be have the, the West wouldn't have the possibility to or, sustain it. To sustain it, they wouldn't really go there in the first place. There might be a bit of a, a kerfuffle or something at some point, or whatever. But I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, is too important anyway um, yeah that's all I got have you got any more? no I'm done good We're that's at. it for this week folks thanks for watching thanks for listening thanks for just being here uh, don't forget to push any buttons you haven't pushed that you should have pushed um, and yeah we'll be back next week with another show on whatever nonsense has been going on between now and then So until then, have a good week, and we'll see you whenever. Thanks for watching.
1: Bye, everyone. Can't stop the signal now.